Welcome to Andy and Matt's podcast, What If Podcast. We uh, got some uh, fun topics we've been talking about and getting some feedback from some people. Um, we're going to start off, Matt, with uh, with athletes in different areas. Uh, hang on a second. Hang on a second. First off, this came to my head on the drive over here. Draft was last night. Yes, it was. Okay. Now, as a Buccaneer fan, this is the first time in any draft that I was hoping for rooting for and happy that we got an offensive lineman <laughs> it's the only time i've ever wanted one because it's like who else are we going to draft right now uh, only thing i can think of is maybe a running back but hey offense you can get one of those there was one selected one in, the selected in the first round that and it was a surprise i did not expect still left i did uh, not expect edwards alaire to go to and and look the quarterbacks that would be great backups and in two years take over for tom brady jacob Eason, uh jake from they're all still available yes they are so it's like we didn't miss out on anything taking a tackle in the first round. What did uh, you think about the tr- Patriots trading back and missing their chance to get Jordan Love? I don't, I don't know. I guess they didn't want him. Maybe they I, were thinking Eason or from because I, it fits their style better. But I mean, I don't know if Belichick can work with a running quarterback, and uh, it's not his style. That's so probably why they haven't gone out and signed a Cam Newton or something like that as well. They don't want James Winston. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants Jameis Winston. Uh, but, Maybe okay. the Canadian League does. Like who? Okay, it, I mean the Bengals. Obviously, if they didn't take from it, was it was a letdown oh, because yeah. like they yeah. need a quarterback, and he's proven but, last year at least that he was good. So as long as he can keep it up. Although I do have a bone to pick with the Joe Burrow hop because uh, he he couldn't beat out anyone at Ohio State. No, uh, and then he turns around. They bring in Justin Fields, can't beat them out. Mm-mm. Goes to LSU, which now Joe Brady, he, he is a quarterback whisperer, I feel like. But uh, he's not going to have that in Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, Zach Taylor's a good coach, but he is not Joe Brady as far as quarterback. He better have gotten all the whispering done while he was at LSU because he's going to be thrown to the wolves in Cincinnati. And let me ask you, uh, I'm, I'm pretty knowledgeable in, in football. Who's Cincinnati's top receiver right now? <laughs> well, still A.J. Green right now. All right. So who's number two? Tyler Boyd. Who's that? Uh, he's from, <laughs> I want to say TCU, I mean, maybe? I mean, obviously he's in the NFL. He can catch a ball. But we're talking like when you're talking about like his passes aren't going to be super accurate because he's going to be under pressure. He's going to be struggling. <laughs> Man, he's got it's going to be a rough first year for him if they throw him straight to the Wolves, especially because it's a rush season. One thing I do like about it is, uh, they, of course, they kept Andy Dalton. Okay. So I feel like, obviously, you want your number one quarterback to start. First overall pick, he's got to be your starting quarterback day one. If it were up to me, I'm letting Andy Dalton take the lumps mm-hmm. this year. Not enough of an off season for Joe Burrow, uh, and no one's going to offer you a – Package worth taking for Andy Dalton, so uh, you might as well hold on to him. Which let him take the beating this year, and which Jonah Williams does come back for him this year. Which could work out for Andy Dalton because this is his opportunity to show other teams. It, it hey, like I mean, just like Alex Smith leaving the 49ers, like look, I can still play. I can get you to the playoffs, but he's got to do it. And you know what? Patrick Mahomes said a said a year behind him, and look what he's doing. Right yep. Now. yep, 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 yep. I mean, there's just so much that could 
so much second half. But I'm just sad. I'm completely happy with a tackle because now we can go get a running back, a, a quarterback in the third round. There's so much that the Buccaneers can do. And, I mean, as a Buccaneer fan and my family being Buccaneer fans, we're all thinking the same thing. Something's going to go wrong because we're the Buccaneers. We're not supposed to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> but it's just – I just – you think of Tom Brady – a 42-year-old, still better than more than half the quarterbacks in the league, coming into a team, throwing to guys who – Chris Godwin wasn't born when Tom Brady was drafted. <laughs> like, that's that's what he said. He's like, I'm giving them number 12 because I wasn't even alive when he started playing. He's owned that number. That's his number. So, like, you're talking about an old-school player coming in to a almost very new-school team. That's – yep. And it works. But, but who, who else could pull that off? Uh, well – uh, I think his counterpart is the only one that followed him to Tampa Bay through trade. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he does. I think he's going to do really well, surprise a lot of people. Big question to me is are they keeping O.J. Howard or trading? Oh, yeah, because then you got Cameron Bray, too. Yeah. You got three great tight ends. I read that they have eight tight ends on their roster it's right possible. now. We got a lot of guys that were converted from linemen to a tight end, but I mean, that you have trade power. Maybe they use it to trade to get two third round picks and get a running back and a quarterback in the third round and get another lineman in the second round. As if they haven't taken enough from New England, maybe they'll send OJ Howard over there. <laughs> My mother in law sent me a, a, a joke on Facebook and she said, Look, the Buccaneers just signed seven new Patriots and there's a picture of seven refs. I was like, Hey, I sent you the picture back of Tom Brady with his rings, flashing them <laughs> on his fingers. I don't care. gets us a ring. That's right. That's right. All that matters at the end of the day. The team works in my favor. I bet Warren Sapp's going to come out of retirement. Hey, hey. <laughs> he'll come back. He'll, he'll be a coach or something. He'll come back. Uh, but, like, talking, thinking about Tom Brady, we're talking about guys coming from old school to new school. Would that work for anybody else? Steve Young. Or Joe Montana, or those are both 49ers. Um, <laughs> who both actually later in their career did go elsewhere. They did. Yeah. Uh, Montana, I think he went Kansas to the City. Chiefs. And then uh, Young, I think for his last year, went to like the Redskins or something. I think he tried. That wasn't a good – no one oh, remembers no, that. He didn't. He no didn't do well. I don't even know if he actually started. I don't he, think – He tried. He tried. <laughs> he didn't. I don't think he did anything. I don't ever remember that. I was a pretty big Steve Young fan. You know, he went to BYU. Uh, but, uh, he was he, a great yeah. quarterback. One of those late bloomers, but man, did he bloom. <laughs> but let's say, what if he was in his prime? Could he be a starter in today? I, I think so. Uh, Steve Young was pretty mobile. Uh, he, he would, I think he would probably actually fit this game today better than he did the game back then, uh, which is impressive. Uh, yeah, they because, called him reckless back then. Uh, and now, I mean, of course, Steve Young paved the way for players like Michael Vick, who has since paved the way for Lamar Jackson. And, I mean, those guys, you know, he, he's just a running back. But he does pretty well as a quarterback, too. So it would have to be the right system because, let's face it, Lamar Jackson, if Harvard didn't change his style around, no. Lamar Jackson does nothing. That's why Tebow failed is because he couldn't get into a system that let him be Tebow. Lamar Jackson's able to be Lamar Jackson. That's, That's right. how Lamar Jackson works. Uh, and and I am not a Harbaugh Brothers fan uh, at all. But Thank I will you, say – Going from Joe Flacco as your quarterback to Lamar Jackson. Oh, my gosh. For him to make those changes, that's incredible. That's a culture change. That's not even just a player change because it's two different. You have a, a big, big lumpy white guy, guy who just <laughs> stands there and throws the ball. And throws it far. And throws it far <laughs> to a guy who can throw it far and run fast. <laughs> I mean, that's 
two things you don't have. Like Cam Newton was a good runner, but he was slow. He yep. was just a good runner. He was also built like a tight end. Right. <laughs> right. So what about other? I mean, receivers, it's different. Receivers and, and tackles, it's different. Their job hasn't changed. The difference is now receivers get away with so much more. That's right. And Could if somebody been? touches them, it's a, it's a, it's a foul. So like, I've heard guys like Randy Moss and Terrell Owens talk about if they played today, they'd have broken even more records because they could do more stuff. Think about it. Randy Moss had that unbelievable speed. Imagine him getting to push off of people or Mm -hmm. they can't touch him. Mm -hmm. Whereas the physical play and, uh, of course, a guy that comes to my mind uh, because, you know, he's a little bit even farther back is Jerry Rice. Mm. Because uh, it was really physical when he played. And he's all-time leading receiver. I mean, you think back, he's the best receiver of all time. Uh, of course, that's my opinion. <laughs> but uh, uh, you look at him in today's game, I think it'd be complete domination. Uh, just even bigger numbers, especially with as pass-happy as teams are now. Right. And, and that's something I was thinking about is, like, you know, the pass-happy teams, if you go – 10, 20, 30 years back, you have te- the, the game of football really hasn't changed. It's actually going more back to that, to where it's like run, pass, run, pass, run, pass, where it's more balanced. But go further back. You look at guys like Bart Starr. Could he still be a quarterback now? Because, yes, he was good then, but the passing game was really just introduced. For the That's, longest time, football was hand the ball off, run the ball. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, next you know, that first guy that went, ah, Threw the ball. It was like, whoa, what's going on here? Oh, wait, that's not a rule. I guess he can do that. Could that guy do it here? Because, I mean, really, you look at it, it was just someone like me who just randomly threw the ball to a guy. That's right. They weren't receivers. They weren't quarterbacks. It was a team that was meant to block for this guy running it that turned into a passing game. So could Bart Starr be a quarterback today? I would say a lot of your older school quarterbacks are would have a really tough transition. I not going to be a popular opinion, but I do not think Bart Starr could have I don't think been a quarterback. Because so, he's got to learn to move with the pocket. He's got to learn how to be a quarterback. And obviously I'm going back to the college game using this example, but to me he'd be an A.J. McCarron and what Mac Jones is going to be, game manager, not a game changer. Game man- Just don't mess up. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, we'll look at defensive linemen in general. There's two kinds. What are they? Run stopper, pass blocker. Or pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's like there's a guy designated to get to the quarterback. Before it was just stop the running back. Yep. I don't. I don't think. I think receivers, running backs, sure. Linemen, sure. Even defensive linemen, sure. Linebackers, cornerbacks, all good. Quarterback would be the one thing that just probably couldn't transfer. Maybe corners from way back then as well, just because they couldn't hang on they, to the receiver. I mean, I'm sure they'd be great tacklers and everything. Right. But they would almost be your hybrid type players now, like your Tyron Matthew, Matthew right, right, right. players like that. Okay. So, well, football's pretty cut and dry. But here's the question with the whole Michael Jordan special coming on, basketball. This Could is- you take Michael Jordan into today's game, and would he be good? Now, this is a highly debated question already. <laughs> so how do we debate Michael Jordan? I mean, clearly he did good against the Monstars. And he, I mean, I mean, that is a team of superstars, it is a team of superstars. <laughs> I still think it's funny, by the way. And it gets me every time. Why did the Looney Tunes never go get more than one? 
Why did they only get Michael Jordan, who was a retired basketball player? Why didn't they go get Shaq or some college players or some other NBA players to make it a little more fair? You know, not, I, I love Bill Murray because he's a huge Cubs fan and everything. But uh, that would not be my number two not guy. Be your number two guy. <laughs> you know, you could go get Pippen. <laughs> right. To me, it just like you got to convince Patrick Ewing, Muggsy Bowes, Sean Bradley. You got to convince those guys. Hey, you're gonna play a giant superhuman monster. Uh, and Michael Jordan by himself is going to beat all of you. Everyone. <sighs> okay. So was Michael that good? Did all of them accept Michael as being that good? Because Michael was just like Kobe. He was, we are here to play. We are here to win. We're not here to have fun. We can have fun while doing it, but mm. we're here to win. One of the uh, things that I read, of course, I haven't watched the docu-series yet or anything, but uh, – one of the things I read that he did is whenever they went for game six against Utah in the finals, he, he walked onto the plane and he said, boys, you better be ready to win. I didn't pack for another night. I packed for one night. And, uh, I mean, he's just – he was that confident, just that – he knew he was going to outwork everybody. Uh, he, he wasn't going to win every game, but he was going to outwork everybody. I think Michael Jordan easily could play today in his prime. I think he'd be – if not the best, one of the best, easily. I don't think there's a question about Michael Jordan, really. One of the conversations I've had is uh, not only do I think he could have played in his prime, I think he would have changed his game. I think he was he had the type of work ethic that he was going to do what was going to be best. Mm. Three-point shots were not his strong suit. Uh, he didn't need them. Not at all. Uh, but there are guys now that are – as athletic as Jordan, uh, but I think he would have evolved and changed himself into a three-point shooter necessary. And, uh, Not only that, but I think his assist numbers would actually go up in today's game uh-huh. because the three-point game has become so much more dominant. It wasn't that big of a deal. Right. Well, Steve Kerr, great three-point shooter, was on Michael Jordan's team. He, uh, he was very underutilized, really. For Jordan's skill set that time, uh, and you know, part of that's triangle offense. Phil Jackson, that's what he does. Uh, which uh, again, going back to Kobe, that's a common denominator between two right. great shooting guards. Uh, both had Phil Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But um, I, I do think it would be interesting to see for sure. Could you imagine? Obviously, he's not going to be on the team with a Steph Curry or anything. Michael Jordan's not built that way. Mm. But a J.J. Redick, someone like that, he, he would team up with some or have them a come shooter. in with him. Yeah, uh, That would be unstoppable. A guy that's perfectly fine being a secondary who could come in there and easily, I mean, hey, you want to play with Michael Jordan and have him pass? You just sit in the corner. Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jordan going to pass you the ball. And you just shoot the ball. You don't have to even come off a screen. Right, right. <laughs> Just stand there. Just They're there. all going to go to him. <laughs> but what about other players? What about Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing? What about Sean Bradley, oh, big giant man who, you know, was amazing at defense? And that because that's one thing that really doesn't exist now is a strong defensive center or power forward. You have one. And uh, he was the start of the outbreak of the coronavirus in the NBA, yeah. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, he has a lot of regrets right now. Um, but he's the closest comparison, I think, to those guys at this point. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm not saying that they couldn't play because Charles Barkley, you know, 
he's an Auburn guy. I'm not going to talk bad about him or anything, but uh, he – he would have adapted as well because he's he's just an aggressive guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think his comp to today would be Draymond Green. Okay. Uh, he he wouldn't have the assist numbers, but that'd be a good fight. Uh, yeah, that would be a good fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Noted for later. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think that would be kind of his comparison. And of course, uh, Shaq proved that as the game modernizes, a dominant center can still completely still, change it. Still, yeah. I mean, so. So how, what's the difference in the basketball game? Is there a could a player is there a is there a transition where how old was too old? Because Larry Bird is no other than Dirk Nowitzki. I mean, a little more accurate and played a little more aggressively than Dirk. A little shorter. So, <laughs> so like I feel like Larry Bird in his prime could easily play now. I agree. I I think players like him, uh, Magic Johnson, they 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 definitely could play now. Uh, someone, and this is going to sound crazy because I mean he's the high, he has the highest scoring game in NBA history. But Will Chamberlain, I do not think hmm. he would have as much success as he did. So then. that's that's that cutoff right there where it was where the because uh, it's very obvious anybody who's anybody knows basketball players then started young but didn't dedicate their entire life to playing basketball. Players now, if you don't get into that little kid league. You're, you're not going to be with them. And it's not just any little kid league either. You have to get into AAU. You, I mean, everything you do has to be focused on that one You have goal. to be amazing. And uh, that's that's something that they did. I mean, they did it as a hobby because a lot of these people, they had to go and work as well because, I mean, basketball wasn't the same right. level of pay or right. anything. Uh, and so endorsements, all that kind of stuff. And, and maybe it's the skill level too because, like, basketball is a more fine-tuned, specific skill with what you're doing, except for defense, but then still you have to learn how to do it right. Football's different. Offensive lineman, defensive lineman, hey, are you big, strong, and can push and tackle? All right, perfect. We'll get your footwork right. Quarterback's <laughs> different. You know, you can't just walk in to be a quarterback. That's why a lot of college basketball players can convert to football because it's just a it, – it's not a specific skill sport until you get into these specific skills like receiver, running back, quarterback – that was actually something that hit me this morning. You see uh, football players be able to play baseball mm-hmm. and, and vice versa because, I mean, you know, it depends on your perspective, I guess, if Deion, was a, Deion Sanders was a football player or a baseball player. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, you don't see that with basketball. Mm-mm. You don't see them able to transition into another sport as easily. Mm-mm. Football, yeah, Tony Gonzalez went from – basketball to tidy in and was one of the greatest of all time. Right. Uh, but uh, as far as transitioning over to baseball or something like that, some another sport that requires, I feel like, great athleticism and a lot of time and training and practice. And specific skill set. Uh, and, of course, Jordan tried it, and I thought he did really well and if he had started when he was younger. I think he could have had a great yeah. career. But, yeah. It's it's I mean it's the same with a, a golfer and a baseball player. A good baseball player isn't a good golfer because their swing is completely different. I've tried that's, to play golf. That's why home run derby guys always struggle going back. That's right. Because they change their swing, and it's a very it's a muscle memory. Except for King Griffey Jr. <laughs> he's he's amazing. Uh, his swing's just perfect. Just perfect. So is Tim Tebow's apparently though. <laughs> I mean I know I talk a lot about Tim. You'll hear a lot of Tim Tebow talk from me because you know he's my hero. Um, but Tim Tebow, they said, has the most scientific perfected swing of any non-professional 
athlete. Like in the minors, you look at him swing. It's just like, that's how you're supposed to swing <laughs> right yeah. there. Just watch him. <laughs> he, he, he's got it. But again, his work ethic is going to push him to the point where that's what he's going to do. It's going to be perfect. Because uh, that's how he is. He does that and everything in life, in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> so, you, so you're the baseball guy. I consider you the baseball expert. I know my Rays. I know our history. Speaking of which, the Rays did a tournament of best Rays player of all time. Tell me how Wade Boggs isn't on that list. Oh, He's man. not even on the list. Not even on it. How, how do you have – How do you have? that's the guy that hit – He hit, hit 3,000 as a Ray. I guess I maybe because so little of his career was as a Ray. I don't care. Maybe that's if Tom Brady is with us for two years, he's immediately one of the greatest Buccaneers ever because he's Tom Brady. That's yeah. Wade Boggs sense. did that, and it's like I don't see how he's not even on the list. Okay, I, I can see him not I'd winning. I put him not on the list. Jimon Choi is on the list, and he's only been with us for two years. Oh my goodness! How many uh, players are on the list? There was only eight. No. And how do you not have Wade Boggs? I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, sorry. Well, I you're think the, of eight pitchers. You're the baseball right. You're the baseball guy. So who and a kid could baseball transfer? Like what? And we're not going to talk 20, 30 years. I'm going to talk way back. And I'm going to put the big question out there first. Could Babe Ruth mm. hit those home runs no. against a pitcher today? I don't even have to let you. No. Explain uh, to our listeners the 65 we have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Babe Ruth's game was predicated off the fact that he, the pitchers back then were not throwing 100 miles an hour. That they didn't have the type of curveballs. They didn't have the type of information, data, all that stuff. Uh, they Their job was to go out there, throw strikes, try to get them out. Your defense will play behind you. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know, big strikeout guys, anything like that, that's just the way it was. Right. Um, so Babe Ruth knew if at some point in time during every bat he took, he was going to get a pitch that he could hit to the moon. <laughs> and uh, of course, it's called Chop in it. Wrigley also has part of this fueled, I guess, because you know, can't be a Babe Ruth fan. He called a shot at Wrigley and right. ended up hitting the home run. Uh, but anyway, I, players now, like we talked about earlier, they dedicate their entire lives. Uh, they're on special diets, unless they're Prince Fielder. Uh, they do things to keep themselves in really good shape. Unless of course he sees a bath, yeah, also. But um and Bartolo Colon, but he's an exception. <laughs> but uh I do think that Babe Ruth I, I really just don't think he would have been the same. He here's a hot take for you. He'd have had better success as a pitcher. Hmm. Interesting. Than, than any type of hitting I feel like. So I mean anybody who's watched old time baseball stuff can see that yes, there's a huge difference in the way they play. I mean, it's just tough. Once you get the same as Sosa's and the, uh, then it's a little Ken Griffey's and it's, it's okay. Their skills are starting to develop. They're putting more effort into it. But back then I feel like it was just, they were good at connecting with the ball and they were powerful. But once the pitching started getting better and that's the thing over the years, it's continued. Now I will say I'm a hockey fan. I love hockey. Hockey is one of those things that while skating skills have gotten better, accuracy has gotten better. Wayne Gretzky could destroy in today's game. Oh, yeah. No doubt. And, and, and I feel like any player from today would not be at a super big advantage back then. I feel like it would be very equal. So we're not going to get into hockey too much, even though I love talking hockey. I would really like to see a Vetchkin back then. Oh, man. I mean, he might do amazing. He, <laughs> might, he might be a Wayne Gretzky. But hockey has been, you know, in America hasn't been that big for that long. But it's been big overseas and, and in Canada and stuff. So it's not... 
it's it, I feel like anybody would be almost on the same level. Now, I might be wrong, but that's just my personal opinion. But here's where my interest comes in. And we're going to talk about this for a solid two and a half minutes. <laughs> wrestling guys, because we, we talked a little wrestling last time. We talked to, we're talking a little bit of this time. You take Stone Cold or The Rock. I think they could exist today. They but would dominate today. One of the things about wrestling back then is it was short, quick matches, three or four moves, Roman Reigns style matches. <laughs> Hulk Hogan in today's matches worked for quick matches against The Rock. Yeah. But there's a reason Hulk Hogan's not going against a showman like AJ Styles or Seth, or, Rollins. Or Seth Rollins because Hogan has got four or five moves even back when he was there in his time. He Old was Goldberg. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you can only have one or two Goldbergs. You can't have a, a roster full of Goldbergs now. Well, it just I mean, wouldn't work, even though they kind of do. I was going to say they've got Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Goldberg. Brock Lesnar, Goldberg. <laughs> Uh, they've started going back to that. And uh, that is a very old school Vince McMahon thought that people are having a big, hard time accepting. We'll see. I mean, there's a reason WCW failed. And it's because they had all these old style wrestlers. You had Roddy Piper, Ric Flair, and Hulk Hogan main eventing every pay-per-view. And it was just kind of boring watching the same guys do the same thing back and forth and back and forth. You could pick what spot what was going to happen before yeah. they did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time. And you know there are three or four moves that they have, and you know when they're coming. Some moves you're watching, you're like, how is that a finisher? But then you watch some, and like, that should be a finisher, and I probably wouldn't stand up from that if that happened to me. <laughs> you know, when they get superplexed <laughs> off the top rope, I'm not standing up from that. I'm like, yeah. no, go ahead and pin me. I'm, I can't move. But then they do this little random little flip over my shoulders thing that I do to my kids all the time. They're up. <laughs> like, how is that the finisher? How is that putting someone down? Some dude jumps off the top rope and lands on me. I'm not getting up. No. Nor, nor can I breathe. No. Mm -hmm. And but if you just drop your leg right off on the on my chest, I'm probably gonna get back up. I, yeah, I, I think um, I can handle that. At least I, at least one good time. I'm gonna be more mad it. at what's being put in my face than <laughs> than the leg actually being dropped on me. <laughs> and. I mean, that's motivation enough to get that's up. motivation enough to get back up, because if that guy <laughs> pins me like that, I'm going to be really upset. Uh, but, you know, we 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 kid, but we know we can't do any of these sports anyways. Uh, we try. That's why we're doing the podcast, not playing sports. But uh, but we're going to get into we have uh, about three minutes left of recording time until we uh, buy more products. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but we're going to get into our tournament of fighters. Now we have. Four sports we've listed it down to. Baseball, football, basketball, and wrestling. Now, no one put in any input on their four people, so we're going to put in the four people. Okay? So we're going to put these people out there. You let us know, and we're going to give a little defense. And then next week, we're going to talk about the fights themselves. So we're going to start with baseball because that's a you thing. Uh, I do. I do love baseball. And uh, my first pick is as easy as possible for my old school top guy. Uh, we talked about him earlier, Nolan Ryan. Ooh. Uh, he is he is one of those guys. You take a baseball to the face, finish complete game, seven strikeouts, you're a tough man. You're going to be hard to hard to handle. If you watch pitcher fights, he's, he's one of them. My second guy, although he's kind of getting my new era guy, I guess, although he's getting an injury-prone label, uh, but it's all been freak stuff so far, is uh, Madison Bumgarner. 
Okay. I know uh, that name. <laughs> he uh, he pitched for San Francisco, dominated the postseason. Then a couple of years ago, he had a dirt bike wreck, broke his leg. I did not know missed that. Missed the season. Mm. Then he messed up his arm, broke it somehow. And uh, just freak accidents, nothing that should have. Put pitchers. Yeah. But, uh, he, well, if you look at it, pitchers. <laughs> I mean, They're the ones fellas. that get into the fights. They're the ones that I wouldn't want to. I mean, they can clearly move their arm pretty fast. That's right. That's All right, right. So we're talking football now. So is there an old timer or is there just a new timer? I, I'm on the edge with this one. I'm not sure if you classify him completely as an old timer, but I would love to see Ray Lewis. You know, that's exactly who I was thinking of, too, is Ray Lewis. Because, yeah, he definitely seemed well, – only he was kind of convicted of murder at one point. So, tough I mean, guy. Tough yeah, guy. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly <laughs> tough. So let's see. What was a new schooler we'd want to put him up against? What well, oh, if we put him tough. against a uh, – a, um, what about a Warren Sapp? I mean, I know it's two old school guys, but those are two – or is Warren fun. Sapp too much of a teddy bear? No, uh, nope, sorry. I got one. Indomitian Sue. Oh, Ray yeah. Lewis versus Indomitian yes. Sue because Indomitian Sue is known as the guy who will throw a punch no matter what. Hey, he'll step on you. <laughs> he'll step on you. <laughs> and then the Bucks will sign him, and he'll do good for us. All right, so what about uh, basketball? I think yeah. we talked about this earlier. We did. We, we did. like Draymond Green as our today fighter. And our, uh, I, I think we also mentioned Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Oh, yeah, I'd take him over Charles Barkley because Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Dennis Rodman versus Draymond Green. Now we're going to finish off with the wrestlers. Now we can't do wrestlers who have actually fought because there are some that have actually fought. No CM Punk, no Brock Lesnar, no, no CM Punk, Bobby Lashley. No, CM Punk didn't really fight. <laughs> well, so he got beat up. <laughs> I was thinking someone like Dean Ambrose. That would be Because fun. he is a – he could be a fighter. Uh, he, he would be a good one to see. And then uh, who's your old school guy? Oh, man, old school guy? I mean, what about like Bret Hart in his prime? Oh, yeah. Because he was so naturally strong. Yeah, that would be That'd be good. good. Let us know what you think. Uh, like, comment, share. Let us know what we can do better. Peace out, guys. See you later.